0: Welcome to the 17th episode of the most serious podcast. I was really excited before recording this episode because I got to talk to Ms. Chetna Vashisht, who is the founder of ChetChat. ChetChat is India's largest online talk show in education and career related space. Chetna is such a funny and a warm person. I didn't expect that I would laugh this much during the recording of this episode. We talked about how she went from aspiring to become a doctor to then doing her undergraduation in economics then pursuing an mba from excelry jamshedpur going on to do a banking job in a multinational bank for the next 10 years then quitting that job and entering the education space creating chat chat which is now widely regarded as one of the best channels for professional development chitna Ma'am has had a very interesting and exciting career we talk about that obviously we also get her views on the future of jobs and how can an individual acquire a skill set or how can they acquire the mindset that would allow them to build a career that they're proud of really insightful episode of the most serious podcast I hope you like it let's get into the episode now Chetna, Ashish, ma'am thank you so much for doing this welcome to the most serious podcast
1: thank you thank you Ripudaman for having me I just hope you don't want me to be very serious on the podcast that's about all <laughs>
0: No, you can, be, you can be serious, you can be funny, and you are a very funny individual. I hope people do discover that in the coming 40-45 minutes. But uh, a huge disclaimer that I would still again want to give out is, uh, please excuse me for my limited vocabulary, my English-speaking <laughs> skills. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: get that all the time. This is hilarious. You know, sometimes the people I look up to, I talk to them, and they tell me, sorry, but my English... <laughs> i'm not an english teacher for heaven's sake so (laughs) i'm i'm just a normal person and i make the same mistakes that all of you make in english i'm just trying to sort of see if all of us can learn together kind of thing
0: i was uh, before recording this episode uh, let me tell this to everyone i was watching a chat chat video on how to not pronounce the common words wrong or, you know, just how to introduce myself in English.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You know, I make the same pronunciation mistake. Sometimes I have to think that, oh my God, how am I making the pronunciation mistake? I'm supposed to be an expert, you know, but it's challenging.
0: (laughs) Uh, First of all, I want to ask you, like, since we are on the subject of English at the beginning only, so I don't get this idea of the pronunciations changing. So how, who's the one who's deciding like now we won't call this education, we'll call this education, we won't call this finance, we'll call this finance, or I don't know whatever the heck these guys are making these pronunciations <laughs> change. So what's happening with that? Who, who decides these?
1: I don't know. I, mean, I, I wish I knew that the point is, you know, sometimes I feel that the British uh, probably were the originators of the language. And then as people moved around, and then when they went to America, they decided we will do exactly the opposite of everything that the British do. So okay. <laughs> everything, if the British call it kilometer, the Americans call it a mile. If they call it a kilogram, they call it a pound. They just decided they will do everything the other way around. And so we are stuck with <laughs> these two totally different contrasting pronunciations. They're like, should I go this way? Should I go this way?
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: But it gets influenced by people. And so when we travel, also, you find that you'll find people with multiple sort of accents. I have gone to so many places where people tell me, are you Spanish? And they start speaking to me in Spanish. And I look at that <laughs> like, <saying>, hello. <laughs> oh, yeah. my
0: God. I think, yeah, that's that's a dialect part of it also. Like uh, different areas, different dialects of the same language. So, but still, yeah, it's it's yeah. a it's a tough job to keep up with these pronunciations.
1: Yeah, totally. But I think just say what you say, whatever comes to your head. Say it straight. Say it with confidence, and people will start actually doubting their own uh, stuff <laughs> when they listen to you. This thing that sounds just about right. That person was so confident.
0: <laughs> oh my God! This reminds me of I don't know, like uh, a funny incident wherein a person was. Pronouncing a word like so confidently, and he was he was saying it with such passion, and people uh, maybe it was a it was the wrong pronunciation, but after a while people were thinking that, that we're right. pronunciation, maybe he's saying it right.
1: <laughs> you know, that's the beauty of confidence. That it makes everybody else start thinking that hey. <laughs> yeah, but we all just need to remember that everyone is just the same as us, everyone has the same insecurities as us. We look at people and we think celebrity and all that. Everyone's just normal. Same yeah. insecurities, same issues, same problems, same pronunciation problems also. <laughs> don't uh, worry. So,
0: uh, Chetna, you obviously started on this, uh, this very, I don't think I have a right word for your whole career path journey, but uh, this very exciting, interesting journey. You, I got to know that, you went to Delhi University and then in Exilarai Jamshedpur worked in a top job then created a personal brand now are into the education industry I don't know so how how did you make those decisions like was it always a conscious process how did you get started on this crazy routine this crazy journey yeah
1: you know in hindsight everyone says oh, all the dots connect and this is exactly where you were meant to be and which is why you did what you did. I'm not sure at any point of time I could see any dot connecting to (laughs) anything else. wanted to become a doctor in school. Okay. I really wanted to. Even today on Netflix, I watch Grey's Anatomy and courses, wow. you know, the, uh, whatever, the, the programs like that. Because secretly yeah. inside me, this doctor that never happened, that failed the medical entrance exam. <laughs> oh, <laughs> then yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was like, my parents were like, Kya you know, do do an MBA. So hmm. I went to, this, uh, to Delhi University to do economics honors because somebody told me economics is a great field. I knew Hmm. nothing about it. I went there first day in the college. Somebody asked me, what did you do in school? I said, science. So they said, what dropout are you? Medical dropout or engineering (laughs) dropout? (laughs) I was like, okay, that defines me. I'm a medical dropout. (laughs) Right. Anyway, after that, I did my MBA and I said, I was very ambitious. So I stood second in my uh, university in in, in XLR. I shouldn't call it a university, but... Kind of one of the hardworking students, nerdy, used to make notes in class. So uh, after that, I was very ambitious. I said, "I'm going to get my the first job." The first okay. job was a bank, and I I was like, "I'm going to get the first job that comes in placement day zero. I want to get it." So if it was a bank. I got into a bank. Literally, that was as much decision making that I did. <laughs> <laughs> it could have been a zoo, and I would have been in the zoo. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It's just to tell you that, you know, sometimes things happen. To kids are like, should I plan my career? And I feel like something's happened, you know. Anyway, mm. I got into the background. I loved it. You know, sometimes you just like it. Everything's good. You enjoy it. You do well. But 10 years later, I realized that this may not be something I'm going to cherish for a long time. And I went up to I Am Bangalore. I just went there for placements, actually. Okay. And by chance, and I think a lot of life happens by chance, you're making plans and something else happens. I met this marketing director, so instead of the placement director was busy, so the marketing director came in and sat in the the meeting that I had gone for. And uh, so we got talking about marketing, and uh, I just casually told him that I would love to teach one day. And I was a banker, and I said, I would love to teach one day. And he says, hey, why don't you come and teach? Because we're always looking for people from industry to come and teach. Okay. And I was like, okay, sounds like a good idea. But I was in a full-time multinational banking job, which had a Saturday working as well. And mm-hmm. to say, hey, come and teach, and I'm I am Bangalore. And have you seen Three Idiots, by the way? Yeah. That huge auditorium is I am Bangalore. Now just imagine you're, <laughs> you know, about 20 something. I was 20 something and standing in this huge auditorium with those students who are so super brilliant because they're they, are, they got admitted into yeah. Right, and I'm standing there with my six day job, trying to quickly put some presentation together for the seventh day. And I stood there and I asked them, so uh, I, I was teaching this program called Services Marketing. I said, have you guys ever been to McDonald's? And they said, no, miss, never. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where I realized, how much effort it takes to be a casual teacher. But uh, cut a long story short, I loved what I did. And I said, this is what I want to do. I left my banking job. It was a total plunge into the darkness. But I just went with my heart. I've always just gone with my heart. Having said that, you know, I wouldn't advise that to everybody. But (laughs) I went with my heart. So be careful when you take... And finally, the teaching and the training and everything—just the rest of it—just had a life of its own. Once I was in the education sector, it just happened. YouTube was another plunge in the dark because it was like something six years ago. YouTube was not YouTube; it wasn't exactly. like on everybody's phone. People right. didn't have smartphones back then. They didn't have an app called YouTube. And here I was trying to do YouTube, and my mother is like, "Butani kya video banati rehti hai?" <laughs> <laughs> Oh. <laughs> like, <okay. laughs> you know. How
0: do you explain so, it to them?
1: Seriously, and I was like, you know, I want to make a difference to students' life, I want to change people's life. And they're looking at me saying, okay, uh, who leaves this big career uh, and just does something and nobody ever watches, watches your video, except when you send them to us to watch. You know? <laughs> anyway anyway uh-huh. it all worked out well in the end it may not have but I'm thankful
0: but uh, like in those moments when you were as you said like you know you went with the flow most of the things happened with a chance so you are a very happy-go-lucky kind of a person I get that vibe from you but there there must have been second doubting or there must have been was there or wasn't
1: all the time even today Okay. It never goes away, it never goes away and and it's not about, uh, it's not so much about doubting the whole thing like should I even have been here, in the beginning mm-hmm. sometimes there is should I even have been here also, that happens and I feel you just have to trust your gut, if your gut says that look I'm happy doing this and I think there's something to it, keep going but self-doubt is very important because that's where you, you learn because imagine if you weren't questioning yourself if you weren't sort of ready to go back to to ground zero how would you ever learn so i feel like look look back look at your failures so sometimes i made i make a video i mm. love the video i've done a tremendous amount of research on it and i think this could be the next big video and mm. it doesn't do well okay and sometimes i make this video where i'm like should i even release it really this that's happened to me sometimes the video I'm like should I even release it this is not so great and it goes above 1 million Mm -hmm. so the point is look at your successes and failures with the same microscope and people say this but I seriously believe go back look at your successes don't personalize it it's like saying okay my audience likes this or okay my audience didn't like this what did they like and what did they not like and just try to learn from it and move on don't take it personally on yourself saying hey i failed or i succeeded or i am three million big i never look at that myself i have got three million subscribers no Mm. it's not me it's just that you know incidentally i was telling them something they wanted to hear or that helped them tomorrow if i stop telling them something that they want to hear and i start doing comedy maybe (laughs) they all run away you You should
0: you should do comedy (laughs) I would be the first <laughs> subscriber no, and no. the first promoter.
1: I tried it, you know, by the way, I tried it. And I did this one video Okay. where okay. I I did, I took one line and I say, you okay. have to say this line in seven different ways. Okay. I don't know if you've ever seen that video, but I could possibly <laughs> send it to you sometime. Okay. I took this line called admission letter Aa gaya hai. I've got admission letter. Hai. Those were the days when I was in college. Admission letter. So admission letter. I got admission letter. Hai. Uh, flirting. Se admission letter. Hai. Happily, admission letter. Daddy, mommy, everything. <laughs> Finally, I did a pummy auntie also. Auntie, <laughs> it was, to me, it was like, I was... Enjoying it, you know, loving it. And I thought this could be that career change. By the way, I love <laughs> career changes as you know. Yeah. So I said, This could be the change between the education and the actor chetna. <laughs> I have arrived at the acting thing. I released that video, and yeah, <laughs> first comment under it is saying, Oh my god. It's like
0: that it's like that story. Uh that guy, you know, keeps dreaming on his head, and then this will turn into something else, and then and then it all shatters with one small action.
1: Yeah. But I'm also a believer. I also feel that you know you're meant to be in a certain place. You have a purpose and you're doing this for a purpose. So I remember this episode and I had met, uh, so I opened a newspaper and it said career fair. So mm. I never go to these career fairs okay. but that career fair had a whole list of you know very uh, popular people attending it. So I said let me go. Mm. I just, Picked up. I literally saw career fair. I must have seen the newspaper at about twelve in the morning. I picked up my car and I drove and I went there. Okay. And I had no idea that if I reached there at twelve forty-five, who's going to be the speaker over there? But I just landed up, and they were running terribly late. And mm. by chance, the ten a.m. speaker was to speak at twelve forty-five, and that was Terence Lewis. Terence oh, okay. Lewis, the Bollywood choreographer. Mm. So I said. Okay, I've come here for a career fair. What do I do listening to a dance choreographer? Choreographer, so, yeah. But anyway, i landed up there in Bombay. If you travel 45 minutes to go somewhere, it better count for something. <laughs> <isn't it? laughs> I said, i Let me attend. A- yeah. yeah, I attended this session with Terence Lewis art and talks about motivation and everything. And I totally loved it. And while he was speaking, I was thinking, what if I interview him for the channel? And there's one voice in me, the self-doubt voice saying, how it will come you know, for sure. <laughs> At that time, I'm, I must have had about five or 6,000 subscribers. Okay. But I was like, I'm going to call him, I'm going to invite him, he's going to come for my, you know, how we all have these big dreams. Uh-huh. So. so I came back and I did some Google search and I found an email ID and I emailed him and promptly I got a response from his PR team. Hmm. And long story short, I was in front of him in his living room conducting wow. an interview. Super excited, you know. I'm going to now conduct Bollywood celebrity interviews. I'm going to be this. <laughs> That's the only celebrity I've interviewed from then till now. Oh, my God. Never, no. ever have I interviewed. And I asked myself, you know, one day thing what were you doing interviewing Terence Lewis, it has nothing to do with your career channel. Mm. Till one day and this long story is to tell you this, till one day a friend of mine called me up and she said that you know my daughter is a dancer and mm. she was so depressed that she was almost about to commit suicide till she okay. saw your interview with Terence, and the way Terence spoke about all the struggles that he had had and how Despite, and by the way, Terence has had a very difficult life. So Mm -hmm. with all those challenges, if he could be successful, my daughter said, fine, I'm not giving up. I am going to be successful one day. Mm -hmm. And I heard her and I said, you know what, I went all the way to Goringa and did that interview only for your daughter. that was was the reason I did it so to me it's not about 3 million or you know one of my videos today is almost about to make 10 million views it's not about those numbers it's to me if one person's life can change if one person can become more confident one person can achieve their dreams then what did I do I spent one week making a video and in one week if I can save one person's life or I can Mm -hmm. make that person's life or dreams come true, then I think it's fine, no? What's the big deal? It's a great thing that you're doing if you can do. So I keep telling these stories to people about how students write to me and tell me. So just yesterday, I got a message from a student saying that, I was so underconfident. People used to laugh at me and make fun of, fun of me. And now I watch your videos and I make notes of all these things that I can say in class. And when I go back and I say them, they all look at me and they say, wow, you're so cool and all. <laughs> and to me, it's like such a big deal, you know. That is the reason you want to do this. So, That's yeah, also I don't easy. know if but I just went off on a tangent, I thought. <laughs>
0: no that's that's see that's the thing with podcasting right there's no going off the tangent this is this isn't a interview or a commercial take that i'm trying to get out of you i just wanted to get this real insight version but that's really sweet uh of what you're talking about and the part that i like the best about this whole description was that you have this distinction between you and your numbers or you and the pursuits that you followed, because uh I, I think I struggle with it. I think most people struggle with it. But how does one actually make that distinction? Because I look at when I look at myself or when people eventually look at themselves and they think about what life have I lived, right? They look at their, or professionals, maybe I don't know if this happens or not, but professionals look at their resumes and they go about, okay, what companies have I worked with? What institutions have I gone with? And that's their identity. That's the association that they have. About who they are, so how does that distinction come? does it come naturally do you have to make an effort to meditate on the fact that okay i I am not all of these things, but I am actually an individual identity who does all these things so how did that journey happen for you
1: yeah that that even today i I, I mean to me I'm exactly the same person I was when I was struggling for the simple reason this is one thing this is I just feel this could be the reason, I'm not sure, but I think this could be the reason. Is that I always put a challenge in front of me to learn something new. And it's not just a cliche. So if you get to a certain point, you need to unsettle yourself. Because otherwise you'll become like, oh, I've become very big at what Mm -hmm. I am. Mm -hmm. So you unsettle yourself and you say, hey, you know, okay, fine, this is you're doing what you're doing what if you did something two to two years ago and you're still doing it then uh, you're not doing justice to yourself you have to keep doing something new and different so for instance now I recently uh, reached out to my team in in Byjus, and I work in Bajus and I reached out to them and I said you know I've never really learned motion graphics and animations and you guys are so super awesome at it so will you teach me Mm-hmm. And they were like looking at me and they're saying, oh, the VP is asking us that can we teach them And I said, no, I'm not no VP. You guys know motion graphics and animations. I know nothing. I'm a student. You're the mm-hmm. teacher. Can you teach me every Sunday, one hour a day? Can you teach me this? And they were like, wow, that is so cool. But it's not a wow thing. It's for me. I remind myself, listen, you don't know this. Right. So, just go learn it. And then, if I, if I, I hope I learn it one day. And after that, I'll remind myself of something else that I don't know. And so, I'm always on this journey of learning mm. something different. And so, therefore, I don't have time to say, Hey, I'm good at it. Because the moment I say I'm good at it, that's where my journey will stop. Right. And there is no, uh, there is nothing static. The world is changing. And if I stop, then I start moving backwards. You know, there's this treadmill actually. So you never have to sort of say, I am a, you just to say, what do I need to learn next and next and next and next? And it's not about 3 million and 5 million. Honestly, those are not my goal. Sometimes my team, I know I have these very enthusiastic people in my team who I connect with every Sunday and my SEO manager, for instance, tells me, madam, 5 million ho jayenge. So it's nice. I mean, he he gets motivated by it and that's his goal. And I love it that he has a goal, but that's not my goal. Mm -hmm. That's not my goal. My goal is, what can I do tomorrow that a student writes to me and says, my life changed because of your video? What can I do new? What can I learn? Those are my goals.
0: I think you the, the best part about it is the realism of it and the realistic approach that you take. You know, it's not uh, after achieving something or after getting to somewhere. You still keep that realistic uh, on the ground type of personality and and that's amazing I appreciate it but since we're on the subject of the world the dynamic nature of this world and how it's always changing and career paths and since we have the prime example of different career paths so i watched your TED talk also and uh, therein also you talked about um, jobs in the future career paths in the future yeah so I wanted to know How do you view, like, it has been a, how would you call it, enormous change in the 5-10 years, whatever time you've seen, and I'm still a kid, but, like, you've seen the pre-internet, post-internet, the conventional jobs, and now people doing, like, let's say podcasting is now a real job, or video game streaming is a real job. So how do you feel about the next 10 years? Or uh, what's your take on the next 20 years of... professional world would look like or the jobs in the future would look like
1: okay so if anybody can sort of crystal gaze and say i know what they're going to look like then (laughs) i think uh, there's a problem but the fact is that they will look so different that it would be unrecognizable Mm. and you know, and it's exponential. So what took 30 years to change will now change in three or 10 or five. It'll change that fast. So here's something I always say, I say this to people in my office, I say this to the people in my own team and I say this to the students on the on the internet as well, is don't count your experience in, I have spent three years here or two years here or this is the next company I want to go for or this is the next title I want. Ask yourself what skills you're learning. And Mm -hmm. there are some skills that you can reasonably look at and say these could be the skills of the future. So in the world that I am in, content creation is a skill of the present. It's Mm -hmm. a very, very big skill of the present. It will be a skill of the future, but it will not be as big as it is today. It will change its form, remember that. Mm. I remember saying this in my first TED talk which was a couple of years ago where I said that content creation is the job of the future and I can see that we are bang in the middle of content creation. Mm. So right now it's all about content creation but it's not going to be like this in the future Mm. but the art of learning how to create different content, the skills of perhaps writing, communicating, conceptualizing, being able to communicate in one and a half minutes, what you could take 10 minutes to communicate, the visual part of the the media part of communicating it, that skill will continue to be a core skill that will allow you to pivot into the next whatever. What is the next whatever? I don't know. But these skills of content creation and communication and visualization will form a core part of that pivoting. One of these three, four skills will become big and you can pivot. It's not only these three, four, whether you look at artificial intelligence, whether you look at the ability to analyze data, whether you you look at robotics, whether you look at design, uh, design thinking, all of these skills are skills for the future. Which one of them is going to survive, we don't know. Which one of them is going to become really big, we don't know. But I feel, keep learning these skills. If you have learned one, learn another. You learn the second, learn a third. And one of these is going to become really big. And, you know, I keep quoting uh, Scott Adams, who's the founder of the Dilbert Cartoons, who says that, You may never become the best footballer. You may never become the best content creator. You may never become the best YouTuber. You may never become the best podcaster. But if you know YouTubing and podcasting and writing and visualization and 3D animations and motion graphics and something else, then that stack of talent could be Mm -hmm. so unique that when the next wave or when the next need comes in, you could be perhaps the only person who knows all those four, five things. Oh, well, yeah. So that's a big goal, and that's my personal goal. I, I'm not just saying it, it's a personal goal. I want to move from one skill to the next, and that's all that there is. It will unfold at some point.
0: I also think about this a lot. Uh, I know this is true for people in our generation that creativity, and this has been true for all of humanity's history, that creativity has always been. The uniqueness or you know the the individualistic point that people do have in their personalities and you talked about that in your TED talk as well that uh noble prize uh, prize winners they all have a creative side to them and the chances of them becoming a painter or musician or an artist or more so I but I'm I think I experienced this in my life also that the creativity has gone because uh I'm also a believer in the theory of creativity arises from boredom. And now since we're not ever bored, we always have something to do. We always have some kind of simulation going on. We always are experiencing some kind of, uh, let's say, content or whatever we're doing. So that, that emptiness that needs, that creativity needs to nurture itself has kind of shifted and there's no space for a guy getting bored and thinking about introspecting or maybe all of that thing. So do you think, is this a struggle or do you believe this is the way it's going to be or should people make a conscious effort to change it? So how do you think about all of this situation?
1: So uh, creativity is not something that comes from saying that, hey, I'm going to take a full day off and I'm going to lie down on my hammock and now I'm going to think of ideas. (laughs) That's not how it works. Creativity works when you're working. Let me tell you the biggest Fear of creativity, in my opinion, is not lack of time. It's not lack of ideas. It is fear. It is fear. Good is the greatest enemy of the great. Mm -hmm. So what happens to us is we think, hey, I have a good job. I have a good skill. I can speak good English. If I talk about English, what happens with English? I can speak good English. People understand what I'm saying. Why do I need to become great? I have a good job, good pay, good wife, good house, good car. Chill. Mm -hmm. Where does complacency set in and where does creativity go out? When you fear that if I take a risk right now, it's going to upset everything that I have already created.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: But there is no... So, okay, how do I say this? There is nothing that is yours. How should I say this to you? I have produced 300 videos so far. Right. I produce them. I physically send them out into the airwaves and they are gone. They're no longer mine. Mm -hmm. So, there's something to hold on to.
0: Got it. Yeah.
1: My next video is what every, imagine every Friday you're releasing a movie. Mm. And three million people are judging you on it.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: There is no past. There is no legacy. Every week. And YouTube has a beautiful algorithm. Of course, it's a pain when it comes to creators like us. (laughs) But it's beautiful. (laughs) Which is that every video stands on its own feet. Mm -hmm. If it does well, it does well. It doesn't do well. It doesn't do well. It's nothing to do with what you did yesterday and day before. Mm -hmm. So that is so empowering it is it frees you it says I have no legacy every week I have to create something smashing otherwise I'm gone Mm. I'm going to be judged on what every week you have to say can I do something better than what I did next week and you can't always do it but you have to the same way when you're in a job don't be afraid so I work for a company, but you know, sometimes in a company, people tend to say, okay, we can't make mistakes. Mm-hmm. But hey, no, if you don't make mistakes, that's the place you're going to stop learning. If you keep repeating what you've been doing for the past 10 days, 11th day you do the same thing, you're signing your fate. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Don't fear.
0: But uh, I'm sure that that does solve most of the problems but how do you actually ever get to that place it's i i I think you would respond this with the constant journey of it i believe that's the true answer for it
1: yeah it's a journey it's also a calling if you if you tell yourself that there is a power greater than you Mm. you're not you're not so big that you're Orchestrating everything. The whole world is not resting on your shoulders, you know?
0: Uh, that's the biggest point, right?
1: Just leave it. Let go. <laughs> Things have a pattern. Things will happen. Yeah. I, I keep saying if my video is meant to open in front of somebody's eyes and it's meant to help somebody, even if that person doesn't watch anything ever on YouTube, he will he or she will accidentally open YouTube and my video will pop up in front of them and it will help them. If it's meant to help them, it will happen. So don't take yourself so seriously that, you know, <laughs> I'm so great. It's okay. I can be foolish. I can do acting also. I can speak in Hindi also. I can be what I am. It's fine. <laughs> Just I'll, release yourself from your I'll, own.
0: <laughs> no, I'll. I was thinking about, I'll make sure that All of the people around me, whenever they, whenever they think about, you know, getting too serious, I'll send them your, that uh, Wally video, (laughs) what you talked about in the beginning.
1: (laughs) Well, ways to say admission letter. Admission (laughs)
0: letter. (laughs) That will keep them, it's not that serious. (laughs) It's okay. Try new things.
1: Try new things is the mantra. That's the only way to grow. And the only way to try new things is to let go of the fear of failure
0: a very prime example saying all of this stuff i hope this will resonate to people and uh, you know that's that's the beauty of it you know the the thing you talked about like if you're making if someone listens to this podcast and they do go on to decide let me pursue that art uh, whatever artistic journey that i want to go on or let me get on that dance class and try something new i think that that serves the purpose of whatever we're trying to do
1: Totally. Absolutely. And and skills, like I'm saying dance, you never know where it'll come in handy. So I remember there was this girl, I've, I've told this story a few times, there was a girl who came to me, she was very fond of art, and she was very fond of biology. Okay. And typical okay. Indian parents were like, Dr. Bono, Dr. Bono. And she was like, I don't want to be a doctor. So they're like, oh, oh. for bio-care, mm-hmm. you. What is the point, you know, you have to become a doctor. Now, just... Imagine, what are we doing to this child? She likes biology. She likes right. drawing. My parents are saying, drawing time passes. But when she came to me, she said, should I stop doing art and should I become a doctor? And I said, I hmm. don't know what the future is. I don't even know what I'm going to tell you today, whether it's right or wrong. But all I'm telling you is, what does your gut tell you about drawing? When you do drawing, does it give you a great deep joy in your soul? She said, yeah. I said, hmm. when you study biology... Does it make you feel like this is what I really love doing? She said, yeah. I said, when you think about medicine, does it make you feel like this is absolutely not what I want to do? She said, yeah. I (laughs) said, then keep doing bio and keep doing drawing. It'll take you to your path. And I had no idea why I was saying what I was saying, because it's foolish at one level. You know, it's foolish. There's no career counselor who will be able to ratify that this is a good decision. But I just said, go with your calling. And today, she is one of the very famous prosthetic designers. She reached a point where she there are not too many people in the world who have been foolish foolish enough to pursue bio and art. And so I landed myself at a sweet spot. And I was like, hey, this is the universe telling you that there is something. So that's why I keep saying skills, keep building skills. You can never go wrong if you know how to something. how can you go wrong if you know art how can you go wrong exactly. if you know art? there's nothing exactly. wrong with that how is it going to add up to your future you don't need to know the answers today mm-hmm. but you can never go wrong by what you can go wrong with is by playing the same video game every single day for 12 hours a day every <laughs> single day that could be wrong because if you're mm-hmm. not learning anything and you're not growing in different ways then there could be something wrong. Play video games. I've right. made a video recently to even show you how online games can actually be beneficial to you. But right. so don't do the same thing. You can't eat a mango for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. You mm-hmm. can't. That way, you can't do the same thing all the time.
0: Ah, uh, Yeah, at least. And also the way we're built is we we will keep on doing the same thing, but... If, if we were able enough to also shut down this part of a brain that our mind that wants to explore, then it would be fine. Right. If we were machines and we were meant to do one thing and we won't think about all of this stuff that happens around and we don't didn't have ambition, then it was totally fine. But the contradiction that happens with the mind telling you live the best life, live the contented life and you explore new things, but still when you keep on doing the same thing that creates the, I think, contradiction that people struggle with.
1: Yeah if you want to become a surgeon, then I would say there are certain fields where it's just about that micro precision and practice. Then you need those 10,000 hours of practice. You need to focus on only one thing and you need to keep doing it and get better and better and better because you cannot do some fields you cannot be good at by dabbling. Yeah. But if you're not trying to become a surgeon and you're trying to become this person who is not sort of in a career where it needs you to be completely in it 100%, like in one area, then widen your horizon, widen your Mm. horizon, learn new skills, develop yourself, become, you know, a better, to use a cliche, become a better version of yourself every (laughs) now and then. Yeah.
0: I, I think I will try to comprehend this episode down personally also for myself. And uh, I believe there are a lot of, there was a lot of wisdom that I would have missed upon just by interacting. I'm sure if I hear it again, then I'll catch up on those words again. But thank you so much for taking the time out, Ma'am. It it always feels so surreal to talk to someone who you're always looking at uh, on YouTube or looking on your phone while learning, trying to learn something.
1: But thank you so much for having me here. I really appreciate that you're spreading a message to people. And uh, like I'm saying, if anybody can benefit from this podcast, then to me this was a great effort from both uh, both you and me. <laughs> to that extent, you know, it's all about it's all about creating, changing somebody's life and creating that impact on people. That's it. That's it. It's nothing bigger than that. We're all grains of sand at the end of the day. Each one is just a grain of sand. And some you could just help another grain of sand to be <laughs> a little to happier. be a better
0: grain of sand. I or to be a happier, happier grain better. of sand.
1: Just a happier yeah. grain of sand. Who's doing some stuff, enjoying it and <laughs> liberated, and, and is having fun. I think that's that's a good grain of sand.
0: <laughs> that's a contented grain of sand. I yeah. I I hope the grain of sands who end up listening to this enjoyed and they obviously if they had some valuable experience from this they reach out to you and uh, lost for words I, oh. <laughs> I should go and check out a chat chat video to find the adjectives
1: <laughs> back to being an english teacher <laughs> no but thank you so much for having me here and wish you all the luck with your podcast going forward may you reach hundreds and millions of people and change <laughs> their lives and help them find their goals and dreams
0: Thank you so much, Chetna ma'am. And this brings us to the end of this really awesome episode of the Most Serious Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope it did add some value in your life. We will be back again with another interesting conversation pretty soon.